Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 929 Game, 929Game.com. It's Sam Craig on this Sunday morning, 20th day of August. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning to you folks at East Point. In East Point. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening to Clark Terry take off there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear that a little bit there. Yeah, East Point. East Point. What you East say Point? About? Hey, man, that's my stomping ground now. East Point down there. Shout out to people down there at Tri-Cities High School, the Bulldogs. Uh, I got Rodney Hackney down there as the new head football coach. You see what they do What's this season. Rodney Hackney. Hackney? He's been at okay. Riverdale. He's been at Riverdale twice. He's been there twice. But he said he's happy to be back at uh, Tri-Cities. This is where he actually started coaching as a graduate assistant, fresh out of college for free. Wow. That's <laughs> well, commitment. For free. And now he's back there as the, the head coach. Of course, that school is – we've had a very renowned uh, alumnus of the school join us in studio, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Uh, they went to school there. Of course, well, that day was, uh, of course uh, Outcast that, and all them kind of folks who go, go to school. That was, a, that was a crazy – it was it was February 20th. Yeah. I will always remember that because I had to jump in the car and go down to yeah. Sarasota. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he took a little walkabout, and he was okay. Happy 77th birthday to Connie Chung. Happy birthday. Connie Chung, and if you're and curious who's, to who's, what her real name who, is, who's, uh, whose whose husband is always finding people's baby daddy. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and College Hall of Fame member Quinn Buckner. Okay. Celebrating a birthday today. Yep. And also would have been the birthday of a guy named Alan Reed. You know that guys? You know that name? You know his work. Okay. But you don't know his name, and we. Gave you a little hint with that music coming back. Alan Reed was the voice of Fred Flintstone. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All <laughs> so right. there you go. He did a number. He was in Breakfast at Tiffany's, you know, that famous movie. But he's known for the voice of Fred Flintstone. That's not a bad thing to be known for. No, it is not. No, it is not. Except when he did that back in the day, they didn't have residuals. They gave him one big check when he was done. And he thought, wow. ooh, I'm going to go take a vacation with that. Wow. And they used it for the next hundred years. Get and it. he don't get <laughs> from it. <laughs> It's like all those. The first, I tell you, the first guy who got smart with that was Gabe Kaplan. Okay. Gabriel Kaplan, which is why you don't. Well, there's two reasons why you don't see replays of Welcome Back, Cotter. One is because of that. Nobody wants to pay him. But B, that, that show don't hold up. It really doesn't. Yeah, but the cast of people that came out of if it. If you want to see early, out of it. yeah. If you want to see early John Travolta, yeah, they'll put it on. But after him, people started asking for residuals and they said, "No, no, I'll wait for, you know." See how many times this runs, and I'll take my paycheck then. But all those shows you saw, everything, you know, we see all the time. Rain Delays, Andy Griffith, Gillies, all those. 
they wrote them folks a check right when the show was done, and it was a big check. But but nothing like what they could have gotten. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like I said, we got David Archer coming up here in just a little bit, get his thoughts on what he's seen so far with the Falcons preseason, but more importantly, what he thinks we will see and what we can expect moving forward. But we spent, like I said, yesterday getting ready. In fact, 92-9 the game, we were all over Corky Kell Classic. We look forward to this every year. And starting Wednesday night, we started with Parkview and Kell. And, and then Thursday night, Cherokee and West Forsyth. Mm-hmm. Friday night. We had the Falcons on. We had the Falcons. I was about to say that, so they took a little break there. But then yesterday was, you know, just a full day out at Mercedes-Benz, starting with, and I don't care what y'all say it because it starts – 10 o'clock, and a little later than the usual one, the biscuits and gravy game from Norcross to Marietta, from Brookwood to McEachern, Mill Creek to North, uh, North Gwinnett, finishing up with Grayson and Walton. You guys were out there calling the games. There were some new interventions this year. Oh, yeah. And and so let's were they? <laughs> take a second and talk about that and, and your lasting memory from being out at the Benz all day yesterday. You and Eric. Eric, you called the um, – Milk, no, you called the last game, Grayson and Walton. Uh, you had the Brookwood-McEachin uh, game, Brookwood-McEachin game. The Brookwood-McEachin game, which ended up being a great great football game. Two programs, I guess you say, doing a little bit of a rebuild, although uh, McEachin had some guys who did play some last year, not, not always starters. Brookwood had a bunch of guys who got out there kind of green. They've been on the team but really hadn't played a, a lot. And then here's your first assignment. You're looking up at this halo board up above you. Are they going to open that thing up or are they going to close, keep it close? Uh, yes, things that they talk about. But in the end, they, they played They played a great game. They played perhaps the best game of the entire week. And it was Brookwood coming away with the victory over McEachin, uh 21-20. to uh, North Gwinnett played their game, and Mill Creek won that one 49-14. Mill Creek is, of course, the defending uh, state championship is champions in the state's largest classification. And although they're missing a lot of people from last season, they, they still look pretty potent to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, their coach has that machine just going. Now, think about it. Some of these schools didn't exist, what, 15, 20 years ago, Sam? Yeah. And now they're the the cream of the crop in Georgia high school football. Just going to show you how quickly Gwinnett County has grown and become a major hotbed of football talent. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, it goes back to the, you know, really to their youth and the development in the you know Gwinnett Football League, the youth league that – the kids in the area, various communities come up and they funnel right into the school systems uh, in, in their communities. Uh, Walton was the last game, and, and their team that, that I said bears watching. I mean, Parkview looked good in their in their win as well during the Corky Kell, but uh, Walton with a 49-27 win over Grayson. I was not expecting that. I was expecting this. To, I was expecting it to be a really good football game. Yeah, um, I I was just totally shocked. You know, I spoke to both coaches during the week. Both coaches thought their teams were uh, further along in the preparation process than they thought they were. They both were very happy what they got in their scrimmages. But um, I guess they, the Walton Raiders found out that they were a little more further on than Grayson was. And I guess what it really is this, I didn't realize, you know, from a team that upset Buford, the number one team in the state coming into this year and pretty much all of last year in the state playoffs, to have every, pretty much every player, every mm-hmm. significant player of your team returning. Yeah. If this isn't the year, yeah. I don't know when it will be. You yeah. know, a passer in his career now has over 6,000 yards passing. Yeah, He had a, a senior running back come into the game. They already had 50 touchdowns in his career. How do you come into a game in your senior year and you've already got 50 touchdowns? That is incredible. You know, and he didn't have a good name. He didn't even have a good game last night. 
because they kind of were keying on him. So they said, fine, guess what? I got a Division One receiver on this side. I got a Division One tight end on this side. You want to kill my running back? I got something for you. And, uh, and Haklinski, that young man who his coach said, this young man, in my opinion, is the most underrated quarterback in the state of Georgia. He showed why. Yep, he really is. And he's on his way to Wake Forest. Uh, and they're really excited to have him coming up to Winston-Salem. Marietta and Norcross, I expect a little something in dif- different in this game as well. And Norcross wins this with 45-23 over Marietta. So those were the four games uh, there yesterday that gets us set for this coming week. Uh, we also mentioned earlier that this being the first game with video review for high school in Georgia. And it was something that everybody wanted to see how it rolled out. As I mentioned earlier uh, in, our, in our show, uh, Spencer Smith uh, is a friend of the show from GFOA, Georgia Football Officials uh, Association, was working working that and um, just explained how it was. And we had a chance to interview him and talk to him during the game yesterday. He said he felt like everything was going well and went smoothly considering the time they had to get to prepare for it. Um, it, it it's The high school review is works similar but it's not exactly like the college review because the exact same things are not reviewed as in college and as at the pro level but this is new and it's the first time doing it and maybe some of those things great you said felt like should have been in the mix maybe those things will be added for the state championship games this was just the first run uh, of getting it just trying it out and see how it works I think um, you know we talked with coach Williams early and he's watching with a you know, you know, with a, with a critical eye and with a you know eye of curiosity, as his team has played in the state championship games the last two years, I, I'm sure he was watching yesterday to see. Let's see how this thing works yeah. and, and, what, and how they're going to carry it out. And now the thing is how you carry it out. And the other question, of course, now is how do you carry it to have it being used in other places? And that's something that John Betnarowski mentioned with us yeah. on Saturday. Okay, you're at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but how do you do it? Just like you did the shot clock. You could have the shot clock being played at holiday tournaments, you know, at the tip-off games, maybe the state tournament. But what about the rest of the season? And slowly they've implemented the clock in all high school gyms around the state. Right. This is a costly piece of equipment we're talking about here. You can get a, but just like anything else, you can get a scaled-down version that would be basic. It won't be as elaborate as what you find at Mercedes-Benz because it's for the National Football League. It's for the, you know, in college championship game, SEC championship game, your major games that are that are played there. But there's a version, I'm sure, you know, that that you could that you would be able to get. And some of these folks with these big buildings here in downtown Atlanta. Hello, Microsoft. You know, hello, hello, Google. Google. You know, you know, um, you know. Uh, so. The folks like that who wouldn't mind having their logo seen on the sideline, Georgia yeah. high school football games, to be a part, to be a part of a player in the game like that. So it it, 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 will, it will get there, you know, not this season, not next season, but but I, I think eventually we, we see it get there. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I know there's a couple guys out there named, you know, Arthur Blank, and my newest best friend, Steve Cannon, and folks like that who are wondering what kind of hosts – was Mercedes-Benz yesterday for this event from top to bottom. It's been out there a few years, took a little sabbatical during the, during the uh, pandemic. But as a host facility, and we know what they can do on the bigger scale, but for this, that's a special day for everybody in there on that day because it's their first time in there, first mm-hmm. time playing in there. What's that like and what's the environment like and what do they provide for everybody? Your thoughts on just the overall hosting well, it overall, it's Kelly. a great experience because, first of all, your players get to dress out in big-time locker room. Uh, you know, <laughs> that, that that's a whole different thing. You get off the bus and you walk through that tunnel and, 
it's a whole different feeling than what they usually get on they a Friday night. They make them feel like, like pros, don't they? Absolutely. When you come in, it's quite an experience. But this was, to me, is an easier thing because you're talking four games uh, in one day. The state championship game is over several days. The state championship games are over several days. And that, that's the thing that you, that you think about, you know, with that. And the logistics, you know, and because you, you got a certain window of time in between games, you want to get that done. To me, it was easier to do with the four games than it's going to be when they come back for the state championship games you know, over a period of time, a period of days. Uh, but the building is, is equipped for it. You know, right. the building is, is prepared for it. And I think it will be very well. People are looking forward to going back there for the state championship wait, wait, games. I want to ask a question because something Eric had brought up earlier. There were some of these teams that weren't there or haven't been around long. When I think of Mercedes-Benz, there's that area with all the high school helmets on there. Mm-hmm. Have they yeah. had to add some helmets on that they wall? Got to, they have to add some almost pretty much every year, at least one or two. Yeah, there there's a new high school opening all the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, football think about program, it. Because yeah. the ones that open, they don't have a football program. Right, but, well, but think we'll, about we'll it. Well, let them start it with JV, but, I mean, yeah, they'll they, yeah. they, 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 they play so the So how many are up year. there, would you say? Oh, I don't know. I've been going and checked them, counted them later. There's 175, I think, Is there? give or take. You know? But think about it. Cherokee Bluff, the, one, the first game I called uh, on Thursday night, 10 years ago, they didn't exist. Now, the building did. The building did because Flowery Branch used that building at the time. And then they okay. went back to their original building. The place where Flowery Branch plays now, right, right by the Falcons, okay. that was originally Flowery Branch. They moved and they played. They, they The school was in the building that is now Cherokee Bluff. They came back to where they were. Now, the see, thing that's, the minor, that's the history of Sam, Sam Crenshaw right there. I'm just sitting right here listening to this man going, yeah. they need to hire him at the no, Georgia No, 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 no. no. But, 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 but I'm burying the lead. Yeah. Cherokee Bluff's colors are purple and white. So, I mean, you see purple all over there. They have purple tennis courts. Really? Purple, okay. purple tennis courts, which I would love to go play on sometime. And then you just play on But at Cherokee Bluff, they have purple tennis now, courts. Now, what, what, is it dark purple? Yeah, it's, got, it's kind of like light like, like purple. French it's not a purple. dark purple. It's not, it's not a deep, dark purple, but it's purple tennis. You know, mm. But still, you got a school, Cherokee Bluff, just in their seventh year of existence now, mm-hmm. already been invited to – participate in this great event. And Grayson, Grayson's only 15, what they were established, 2007? Something like that, yeah. So 15, 16 years old. And and 16 years has become one of the best programs in the entire nation, not just in the state of Georgia, in the entire nation. I guess what I'm getting at is how much – there's obviously got to be enough room to add a new helmet or a a few each year. Oh, yeah. This is going to be like the Borg Warner Trophy. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) you got to just add layers and layers and layers to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to do that display. as It's, once again, the home for the state championship games uh, in the state of Georgia. Yep, that display uh, will be proudly proudly presented, and anything that's missing will be added by the time the state championship games get there (laughs) in December. Believe me. And, you know, guys, real quick, last thing I was saying, and uh, Sam, I mean, sorry, Greg, you asked about what that facility does as a host. I would think about in this perspective, as a person who has spent hundreds of hundreds of dollars to sit in a prime seat for a professional football game, think about it. If you've never had that opportunity, you're sitting in club-level seats, 50-yard line, in in the best facility possibly in the country, and you're paying $15 to do it. That's an experience that, you know, like I said, on a Sunday afternoon could yeah. cost you a month's rent. So yeah. <laughs> that that's the best part about it for – think about it, you got kids, teenagers, that, man, I'm on the 50-yard line in those big plus seats, you know, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's that's a memory that you'll have. Yeah, for yeah. high school. Yeah. But speaking of those ones that cost a little bit more, see the Falcons? We're going to talk about that next. Yeah. Not, not the price of watching, but what they're going to bring to the field. David Archer. 
Him and, uh, I mean, throughout the season, Wes. Uh, what's Wes, 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 Wes Durham. I knew that. I was yeah. just going to see if you were paying attention. Absolutely. Paying attention Our, uh, Wes. <laughs> the voices for Atlanta Falcons right here on the station. And we're going to talk to David for the first time. Getting ready for the upcoming season. One more playoff game, which, you, by the way, you can hear right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game on Thursday night. But we're going to talk to David next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg with you. Working the way up to the 10 o'clock hour. Time has really flown. We came in here, it was O-Dark 30 outside. Yeah, and now the sun's up and look, not a cloud in the sky. And a, we like coming in here worse like that. Though. Yeah, we do. We yeah, do. man. We do. And, and, and John Fricky is following us. Okay. So? Yep. I mean, I'm, that wasn't I'm a question. Still, that was, no. He's actually going to be doing He is. He is going to be And I saw Fricky this week. Yep. Let me tell you hello. Fantastic, fantastic, man. So would you we, like so to bring our guest on? Because I'm always doing it. I think he would rather hear from you as an You think intro. so? I absolutely believe that. Fantastic. We'll bring him on in here because I got a whole lot of stuff I want to ask this me guy. Me too. Uh, as the Falcons get set for their third and final preseason contest, uh, we're pleased to be joined now on the waitfor.com hotline by David Archer of our radio broadcast crew here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. David, good morning. and morning. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Sammy, Greg, good to be with you guys this morning. How y'all doing? Doing we, great. We are doing fine. Before we get into the other side, how's your summer been, man? It's been good. It's been good. I, I didn't get to play as much golf, Greg, as I like to. Yeah. Did a little bit more traveling this summer. Um, had a wedding to go to out on the West Coast. Went and saw my sister in Idaho. So I got to do some cool stuff. Just didn't play any golf. Man. Hey, yeah, he put some traction on them. Yeah, you on did. passport you and stuff log like that. Log some miles there. Log some miles there. there. Well, but before we get to... You know, the Falcons, we were all down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium yesterday uh, in high school football. And not to, to give you the, uh, the dive into high school football, but they used something that you are very familiar with, and that is video review. Uh, what are your thoughts about that being used? And the Falcons are playing, uh, are playing a, a role in it and uh, bringing this to high school football in the state of Georgia. Well, I think it's I think it's interesting. Uh, I think it's uh, obviously everybody wants to have the call call correct or or be consistent on calls i think that's what we look like look for at every level uh, certainly with some of the calamities that happened last year with some of the plays where you know the goal line play and i don't profess to know all the teams that were involved but the play where you know a score was called and he didn't score or vice versa you know you can't you can't have that happen these kids work too hard there's too much put into it from their perspective, when they start all the way back, just like college kids start, they start back in August and start getting ready. And a lot of these kids are training all year long to get an opportunity to play for a, a state championship or an impactful game. But it, we owe it to them to be as correct as we can, give them the opportunity to succeed or, or fail, whatever it may be. But I think it's a cool deal. I mean, it's not going to be incorporated in all the games, but, you know, the high-impact games, the state championships or the Corky Kell games that have a lot of notoriety to it. I, I think it's cool and it's neat that the Falcons – Falcons have been phenomenal guys about being involved in high school football in the state of Georgia, being involved with girls flag football, and they started it in a number of states. we got it going on in Montana. Uh, the Falcons have been at the forefront of trying to help uh, kids that are – that are in high school, and even even earlier than that, uh, enjoy some of the sports that they're getting a chance to enjoy. David Archer joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Let's go from uh, high school, just one level up, because, again, we haven't had a chance to talk to you in a while. Your thoughts on when you look back, I mean, a proud Iowa State alum and loving college football, but the, <laughs> the, the, the moving landscape that is college football in the conferences, what are your thoughts on it as it exists right now, and what do you foresee happening moving forward? 
Well, personally, Greg, I'm I'm saddened by, you know, the reduction, if you will, to to what's happened to the Pac-12. I mean, i got great memories of, you know, I'm older and, and I remember, you know, the Pac-8 and the Pac-10, the Pac-12. You know, I, there was some great football played out there, some of the legendary teams at USC and some of the other places, Washington. And, and for them, yeah, obviously they're still going to exist, but to exist in those regions, I, I think college football – there's a there's a part of college football. It's about tradition. It's about rival rivalries. It's about regionals uh, playoff playing. Uh, you love the intersectional battles, but a lot of times we got those maybe at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year when you saw teams come together for bowl games and stuff like that. And I guess I'm probably too antiquated to maybe speak on this the way the younger fan wants to see it. I think everybody wants to see their team have a chance to to play for a championship, but we're we're migrating towards the NFL, guys, and the NFL model is nothing wrong with the NFL model. We're making a ton of money, but it's become about money, and so we're trying to full ultimately have this thing carved down to 64 teams or 72 teams or whatever it is, and there'll be there'll be eight or nine team divisions, and it'll look like the NFL light, and they'll be playing in that 12 team playoff, and like we're going to in 24, and and so I mean college football is healthy. It's just we're kind of ripping it up the way it's always been, the traditions. And I was that, that was the difference between the NFL and college where the traditional things, the rivalries, all that yeah. kind of stuff, and some of that stuff's going away. Yeah. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with David Archer. Um, and he is social. You can find him on the X or the Twitter or whatever you're calling it this hour uh, at, at ArcherQB16, at ArcherQB16. Arch, I saw you out at Flowery Branch, and, and one thing I remember asking you about is, with Desmond Ritter, how much do you play him? You got three games. You know how much is enough? How much is too much? Because you still got to evaluate guys and make your roster moves. But you got a little bit of a layoff between this game this week and your first game of the regular season. Have you changed your thoughts on how you think it, it, it's going to play out? I think he'll play this week. I, I don't know for certain. I've not talked to Arthur yet this week. I'm gonna head out to Flyer Branch today, and we'll be out there uh, a couple times this week before we play on Thursday against the Steelers. Uh, and, and Arthur's pretty good about, you know, evaluating, you know, kind of keeping it close to his vest uh, as to what he wants to do with his players. But I think every coach in the in the league is fearful to try to get their team to the regular season. They know what the team looks like. They have all the practices that most public don't go to, most no, most even most of the media don't see, that they're getting satisfaction out of what they're seeing in those practices, whether it's combined practices like we had with Miami, or just the hard-nosed practices they're having Flowery Branch with one another, they're getting a lot of looks at all these guys, whether it's Desmond Ritter or whoever, um, to their satisfaction. They're setting it up in game-type situations. They're giving them down in distance situations, red zone, you know, two-minute. They're working on all that stuff out there. And I know people want to know that the game is is a little bit abstract because you don't get exactly perfectly what's going to happen uh, like you do in practice. But – I think they're getting enough out of that where they feel like Dez will be ready, and a lot of these guys will be ready for the regular season. But I do think, Sammy, you're going to see him. I think you'll still see him this week. I thought he was really good in this last game. I thought he made some pinpoint throws. He uh, he made some throws of guys in his face. That Kyle Pitts made a nice catch on the little little bootleg play, and Dijon made a really nice play on a screen of a ball he had to let go early. But I thought. They, come, they overcame two major penalties in that opening drive, and it's mm-hmm. pass interference on Scotty Miller. I know it ends in an interception, but 
horrible non-call by the officials. So it's just uh, it's just one of those scenarios where I think you're guarded, guys, about getting – got to get my team to the regular season as healthy as I can. You know, David, I don't know if this is fair, but I saw two things and as I watched the um, the Cincinnati matchup, and that was poise in the pocket by the quarterback – and then I also saw, well, actually for the first time, I leaned into the TV with the anticipation of excitement every time they got Bichon on the ball. We haven't had that around here a while. Your thoughts on just how he ran the ball and what you saw. Maybe you knew it was there. You've been seeing it in practice. But, I mean, this guy made you lean into the TV in <laughs> a way that I haven't done since, well, probably the other guy who wore number seven. And I'm not talking about the special teams player. No, that's, a, that's probably a pretty good analogy, Greg. And what we saw from Mike, everybody wanted to slide to the front of their seat and see what Mike was going to do with the ball, right? And, and Bijan has the ability to do some of those kind of things. Obviously, we got to give it to him. It's not going to start from a snap with it in his hands. But his first run, he ripped off the 12-yard run there when he in that opening drive. I mean, there were a number of things that happened there. He got some good initial push off that right side. And then his vision – as to what it looked like in the hole where he sidestepped initially created, found a little bit more of a crease back to the inside. And then he makes the defender miss at about the seven yard level, just bang, bang, makes the guy miss. The guy's coming downhill. He's ready to load him, ready to hit Bajan and he just makes him miss. And that, that's the stuff that he has. He has the short area quickness is phenomenal and all the things he can do from a, from a, uh, you know, intangible standpoint. But then you add in kind of the, the innate vision to be able to see things that nobody else sees or anticipate things that, that people don't see. And then I thought that the, he only had a six-yard reception on that screenplay. But just his ability, the ball came out early. Dez got rushed. They, they turned loose the rush too early on the three-count screen to the left. And so Dez had to get it out. And and Bajan's not quite in position yet, but he spins and catches it one-handed just effortlessly and gets goes and gets you six yards. I mean, he's going to score a touchdown on the play they blew dead to review the to review the the Drake London play. He's going to score. We're going to we're, it's going to be a perfect ending to the drive where Dez gets out of the pocket and hits Bajan on the left side. He's going to walk in for a touchdown, but they blew it dead because Zach Taylor decided to challenge the Drake London catch along the sideline. Right. So. I thought he was dynamic. We're just going to, that's just the tip of the iceberg, guys. I mean, not even the tip. I mean, that's like a couple of flakes off the iceberg. I mean, he's just going to be something. <laughs> it's been a time talking with David Archer. Of course, he joins West Durham, um, the broadcast crew for our Atlanta Falcons. They get set for the final preseason game uh, of 2023. And, folks, they're going to get the roster down all set, get ready to bring the bell for the season opener against the Carolina Panthers. Arch, think about this secondary. Seems like the competition has been fierce. It seems like everybody's been taking turns trying to make something happen, make big plays and impressions. I've liked what I've seen from Marco Hellams out there. Just thoughts about the secondary and who you think we got to save because you can't keep all of them. Yeah, no kidding, Sam. It's it's a great problem to have, right? How many times have we talked about that in, in recent years for Falcons, where you look at the roster and you think, "Wow, how are we going to keep all these guys?" You know, and and what a great problem for for Ryan Nielsen to have on defense. And really, you know, when, when Arthur Smith tries to boil this thing down to 53 guys, what a what a great problem to have. Um, but the talent in the secondary is something we've talked a great deal about during the offseason. Uh, they upgraded that. Terry Fontenot did a phenomenal job. 
He just didn't go out and spend blanketly. He didn't throw money at everybody. And yes, Jesse Bates got a nice deal, but he was he's one of, he was one of those high end guys that was going to get a deal. Um, Cincinnati wasn't willing to go there. They had some young talent in their secondary, so so we get an opportunity to get a guy like Jesse Bates, cerebral dude. that's going to be a guy that tackles great in space, understands how to take the ball away, a leader, all those kind of things you get back there. You couple him with Richie Grant, who's emerging as one of the top young safeties in the league. And not that Bates is very old. I mean, Bates, what are you, 28 years old, something like that? So you got a couple of young guys back there that can play. But the corner situation was always kind of, who we got opposite A.J. Terrell? And there's been a number of guys that were forced to play a year ago because of injury. But there's Cornell Armstrong and Dee Alford, guys that got a chance to play. And then you bring in the likes of Jeff Okuda, who's going to be back on the field here in a few weeks. And, and Mike Hughes, who's, who's shown some signs. Trey Flowers, great big corner. I mean, my goodness, you got a number of guys to pick from, guys. And what's cool about it for me is you've got different guys you can match with. I mean, how many times have you seen teams match their secondary to your personnel? Normally, you just got a nickel guy you throw out there. He's 5'10", 5'11", weighs 190 pounds, and you stick him out there. But now all of a sudden, when Cody gets back, you've got two corners that are 6'1", 205 pounds. You've got a guy that, like Trey Flowers, who's 6'3", 210, who go inside and match up against tight ends or bigger slot receivers. Just, and then you got Alford. And it's, just, it's really cool to think of what deals you can do and Jerry Gray can do to match personnel. You don't normally see that in a secondary group, but it's a really talented core. And I told DeMarco Helms, Sam, after the game, I said, hey, you get an interception every game, we'll talk every game. We'll put you on the post-game show every game. He had a big smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to hope, Harper, I mean, we got to hope that uh, David gets a chance to get out there and play some golf before the first game. So we got Thursday night. And, by the way, if you can't get in front of a TV, you got Falcons-Pittsburgh right here, pregame at uh, 5.30, kick at 7.30. You have the first game until uh, the 10th. Right. Let me see. I'm losing my stuff here. Yeah. yeah. September 10th. So he's got some time. Maybe get in a couple 18, couple rounds, possibly. Get himself right before the season. My, my last thoughts on you, because we're up against it here. Who, who are we scared of? Is this, the, is this the Falcons' division to lose? Because, look, we got a rookie quarterback in Carolina. you got Baker Mayfield down in, in, in Tampa Bay, who, by the way, may not be the starter if you believe what you're hearing down there. And then you got David Carr, who's got a lot to prove in New Orleans. How do you feel about this division and these Falcons going into it this season? Well, Greg, I think it's wide open. I don't think there's necessarily anybody that might be – you may favor New Orleans or, or the, the prognosticators may favor New Orleans just because of the quarterback. Derek Carr is a good player. He's got good people around him. So there will be a challenge, as will the other two teams. I mean, Carolina's really good on defense. It's going to be a hell of a matchup in that opening day game. But I think it's wide open. And if you're a Falcon fan and think it's yours to lose, you would not be wrong. Listen, man, enjoy the rest of your show. Are you, like, you know, uh, putting together something at the house there? You seem like you're – No, I'm, I'm out getting my uh, morning walk in. i got to get some cardio in every day. Uh, okay, we were wondering what you were doing. I'm doing I'm doing hills right now. Do you hear me pumping? Yeah, man. <laughs> you're working. You're working we out there, aren't you? Cutting the grass or something out there, man. Oh, just, man. He's doing – see, he's smart. He's doing it before the heat. Yep. He's doing it before the day gets like this, this place feels like the Philippines. But but, but then but then he's going he's, he's going to go up he's going to Flower Branch he's going to do a little more. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. As a full day in, guys. They are giving you they're not giving them back to you. So you better take them. That's true. Uh, That's how about true. that? How That's about true. that? All right, Absolutely. buddy. As always, we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great call Thursday, and of course this season. And David, just uh, thanks for everything, man. Thanks, guys. Always great to be with you. There Th- you go. Thanks, Arch. David Archer.
joining us here. Out there huffing and puffing. Yeah, man. He, he, I couldn't he, do an interview he, doing he that. He's getting it in. He's getting it in. I know that, but could you do an interview while you're out there exercising? Yeah, yeah I, I probably could. Yeah. I probably could, but it, it wouldn't it, sound that it, good. It, it wouldn't sound that good. No, <laughs> so you know, it'd, be, it'd be a hot mess. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> We're going to wrap things up here before we turn things over to John Freaky and Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Thanks, Dave. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Everybody knows this piece of music, right? You got to figure everybody knows Shaft. You think? Yeah. They a, they don't, even if they don't know where it's for, where it's from, they know this little bit here. They know that that you know, just raking up and down on the guitar strings, upper register, got the wah wah going, and do banging on the hi hat. Yeah. You know that's from Shaft. Okay. All right. Would have been Isaac Hayes' birthday today. Really? That's why I haven't played that. Okay. And we and I had forgotten when we lost Isaac. It'd been always oh eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Been a minute. Anyway. He got a lot of, shout out to his family. He got a lot of family here in Atlanta. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Isaac Hayes, yeah, lost him in, in, in 08. Mention how he shot. KRS1. Happy birthday. You think I got everybody here? Um, Todd Helton, 50th birthday. Okay. Baseball player. Okay. And, Actress. And, 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 and Tennessee quarterback. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He's hey, a little rocky top. I didn't think that I was going to have any show business news. Yeah. But something I, I had to mention here. Okay. You ever heard of Fanny Bryce? Yeah, but why? Character from from um, famous play uh, uh, Funny Girl. Okay. That was a Barbara Streisand right, character. Right, right, Fanny Bryce. Mm-hmm. And what did she say? Nobody going to rain on my parade. Well, that's not the case. Oops. From the Supreme Court, Sam, decision affirming that state officials, Mother Nature, and generally anyone – with a religious exemption, have a first right amendment to ruin her attempts to march down public streets belting torch songs. Really? Providing definitive answer, Miss Bryce's provocative question, who told me you're not allowed to rain on my parade? Justice Neil Gorsh wrote in his majority opinion, I probably pronounced his name wrong, while the court sympathizes with Fannie Bryce's first amendment right to have a parade, her insistence that nobody, no nobody, can rain on a parade is both melodramatic <laughs> and not founded on substantive case law. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So we got to kill that song right now. <laughs> she got, actually, she sang that on the back of a boat, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. In the so. movie. You're right. She's on a tugboat. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Remember that, remember that, remember that, remember that. A little something, again, insignificant information. A couple of tennis notes. Shout out to uh, some home folks that are doing well up in Cincinnati as we uh, get set for the U.S. Open. A couple of weeks we'll be heading for New York City and the U.S. Open, uh, the National Tennis Center, Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. Uh, Shout out to Coco Goff. She's into the finals, the women's final in Cincinnati. Uh, Beat Eva Swiatek, the number one player in three sets. Uh, to make it. That's a big player for her to get past. It's a player that has given her problems. So uh, she wins in three sets yesterday. She plays in the final today. And shout out to our home folks, Taylor Townsend and Alicia Parks. They teamed up and they won the Women's Doubles Championship. There's some hometown folks that are doing something. They are, you know, y'all know either Taylor or Alicia. They made some money this week. Y'all make them take you to lunch. But they 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 can afford it. Uh, but, well, yeah, but but but, 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 but we're proud of them, and uh, yes, you know, are. hopefully they can maintain that and 
and get some hardware for you. It's a nice looking trophies they won up there in Cincinnati. So they headed up to New York and hopefully they will do well up there. Which uh, which uh, which our, our, our friend's name who won the men's? Oh man, uh, Chris Eubanks. No, 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 not Chris, but he's a friend too. But I'm talking yeah. about the guy who won Wimbledon men's final. Who beat you know who? Oh, Alcaraz. Thank you. He's going to win the U.S. Open too. You think he'll be it? Because I don't think Joker cares. Because he was going for the Grand Slam. Yeah. And now that he got beat, he's not going to get it. No. So he's just going to show up and he'll get his couple million for maybe getting to the finals. Yeah. But I don't think he has that same intestinal fortitude. I don't think he has that that thing. You know what though? If he has to play him again, I think that might that might that that might do something. So once again, we, we'll see how the draw comes out. What's the motivation? Playing him, going for well, he's already passing the doll, right? So he's at the top, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you want to, you want to, because this guy's the next thing up, and everybody is, is as you know, has said, you are the next thing. Yeah. So you no, know, you want to hold him off as you want to hold him you off as long as you can. The doll's not there to help you hold him off. No, not if, him. If what about Federer? Federer's uh, not there to help you hold him off. Is is uh, you know. Uh, Curios. Curios. Yeah, where's he at now? He, he may play. He's had some injuries. That's what I'm saying. He, 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 just, he just hadn't been healthy. He just hadn't been healthy this year. That's not good. Yeah, you know. And so he missed that because the folks in New York love to see that dude. Yeah, they do. You get him out there at a nighttime match at Arthur Ashe Stadium, mm-hmm. the lights on. Yeah. This also gives us a chance to talk to Karen again. Yeah, we We got absolutely. Karen Pristina there. Yes. And her husband. So yeah, we were going to talk to her. Talk to her. <laughs> man. Uh NASCAR today is Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. Another bowling, yeah, bowling, yeah. bowling at bowling at the Glen, whatever they're calling it. There, but we watch the see. What's up with that too? Yeah, yeah but they go bowling. I guess I, I don't know Brunswick or somebody's well, a sponsor. Ever night, whoever makes bowling balls is sponsor. I don't know, man. But but uh, but it's, um, uh, we watch to see what our home folks see what Chase Elliott can do. See if he can get his way up to that top sixteen and, and make it into the playoffs. It's a course where he's won. He won his first Cup race there. So let's see if he can go out and, and get a win. Every time we mention this 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 competition, we mention that word, I think about one of the wants that I had growing up, and I never had one, but I always wanted a bowling ball, like for a present. Yeah. You know, with the bag and everything. Yeah. I don't even bowl that much. Yeah. But that was one of those presents that have you ever given somebody a bowling ball? No. You ever known anybody who got a bowling ball? Yeah. But you had to think about it, though, right? But, you know, you know I got one person people who bowl. I mean, you, you think of somebody that's in the Midwest. To me, I always yeah, think so Midwestern you know. people that bowl all the time. Right you know, you, you got like a dozen bowling balls. Why do you need a dozen of them? You know, you're only going to use one at a time. <laughs> but but there are people, there are people, you, people right, got cars. They, have a room, they have a room full of yeah, different bowling balls, you know. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I got one. I got one that was drilled for, for my hand. Okay. And I never had that before. Right, and the first time out of the box, I rolled a two twenty six with that thing. Oh, and yeah, it, it was like you. it was like it was like magic. It was I'm like I, I'm like, and it would like do a little pop when it come up, and it come off my fingers. Right, poof, just I, I was like, wow, man. Uh, is that your highest? Uh, is that your best score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with a ball, I just met. I still got it. Still got it. Don't get out and bowl with it as much as I should. But yeah. It's it's, uh, it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Was able to do that all the time, man. That yeah. was like where you went. Well, come here. Let's when, do that sometime. We do, saying, we, we do it sometime. We, that was one. Like, there's a difference between where you and I grew up and, yeah. and the things that we got into, mischief wise or whatever, where we hung out at. And there was a bowling alley. There was there was a bar, bowling alley. It seemed like every other corner yeah. around West Side of Chicago. Yeah. And then if you really you know, had some money and change in your pocket. You jumped on the L and you went downtown. And the place we used to go to was Marina Towers. Okay. Those two buildings, that circular buildings where Steve McQueen ran that Mach 1 off of and, and was it Bullet? Something Bullet. like that. But there was a bowling alley there. 
But we used to go down to this one right in Forest Park, next right on the other side of Harlem, and we would just spend all Saturday afternoon bowling. Mm-hmm. And the guy we got to know, who he would like give us beers. Oh, we see, were like 14, hey, 15 years see, old, see, you know. Nobody got drunk, that. drunk, but he let us sip, you know. Yeah. You had, oh, see, that's another thing. Did you have that friend <laughs> whose parents would let you go down into the basement and drink some beers? No. They, they, you didn't have that? Do, no, we go and drink no beer in the, in the parents' basement. No. Okay. We There's no, people no out there who's listening right now. Who, oh, they probably do. There's some. You, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure, nobody I'm was sure. doing anything but, herbally, but going but, to a place like that, and the guys probably said, okay, as long as you guys are doing it in, in here, you're not taking it out anywhere. Right, right. So you know what I mean? And here's the other thing. So that's the other thing. We walked to the barber, yeah. I mean, to the uh, to the bowling alley right. in like a foot of snow. So we weren't driving. Right. And, you know, we did this. In the, that's where you went in the wintertime. You had to do stuff indoors. Yeah. Somewhere warm. <laughs> Somewhere warm <laughs> and do some bowling, man. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I want to remind you about a couple things we got coming up here. Of course, Atlanta United tonight in Seattle. Pre-kick at 10 o'clock. Kick at 10.30 if you can't get in front of a TV. We mentioned earlier Falcons and uh, the Steelers. Last preseason game, Thursday night. Pre-game 5.30. Kick at 7.30. Let's right get that here. W. Let's get that W. Absolutely. Um, want to get this right now. Coming up this upcoming week. We got Dukes and Bell. Well, yeah, Dukes and Bell going to be a tour championship. Andy at the uh, Atlanta Golf and Social event. He's got an appearance going on there from 4 until 6. That's on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Steakhouse and Andy and Randy are at the tour championship. Friday, Steakhouse and Andy and Randy at the tour championship. Okay. But Dukes and Bell at Atlanta United training ground. Okay. Saturday, we were going to, we heard initially, but – the amount of players that will be in the uh, that be playing on Saturday is not going to be enough to where they're going to be out there during our show. So Abe Gordon is going to be broadcasting from the Tour Championship mm-hmm. from eleven until three on Saturday. But then on Sunday, Sam, you and I hit the road. We're going to be at the Jim Ellis Golf Tournament at Chateau Alain. Oh my goodness! Doing our show from six until ten. Hey, so. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. Ah, it's just a few insignificant tidbits, but I will tell you this. The Braves. Today was the day the Braves got their first one millionth attendance. Really? I'm saying this because it wasn't the Atlanta Braves. Okay. It wasn't the Milwaukee Braves. Oh, my goodness. The Boston Braves. Boston Braves. Got a million fans. On this day for the first time. So we threw that out there. You ever heard of Alvin Dark? Yeah. Yeah, you heard of Folks who know baseball and going back in the day, this guy was the manager of the uh, Oakland A's, Mm -hmm. full-time player and everything. But it was on this day. He got fired, then rehired, and then fired again. Whoa. (laughs) All in the same day? Well, the same season. But the the last firing happened on this day. And this was on the uh, manager of the A's. Gone. (laughs) First day of everything, right? The first pilot to parachute from an aircraft happened on this day. Somebody chronicled it. Back in the turn of the century, early, like, like 1913. What happened to the plane? I would imagine it crashed. I don't know. It didn't say that. That wasn't the story. The okay. story was that the pilot, jumped, the pilot out jumped out of it. Jumped out, he right? parachuted and he survived. The first dial telephone was patented on this day. Now, here's the thing that's crazy about this. This is like back in the 1800s. Okay, 18, like 90-something. A dial telephone back then. But how come when we watch Andy Griffith, they still got to pick up the phone and ask for Sarah? Yeah, party line. 
It was a party line. Pick that thing up. Somebody else is on there. You know, <laughs> be connected to somebody else. Uh, let's see. I think I got everybody as far as their birthdays. Uh, Spider-Man's birthday today. Andrew, yeah. uh, Andrew Garfield. Okay. 40 years old. Amy uh, Adams, 49. Uh, Demi Lovato, 31 years old today. And these people all have one thing in common. Leona Helmsley, Gene Upshaw, Jerry Lewis, Tom Weiskopf, and Phyllis Diller. We lost them all on this day. Oh. All of those folks. All right. All there right. you have it. 135 Braves yeah. and Giants today. Max Freed on the mound. Braves going for a sweep of this series of the Giants, uh, which I think is big, and the Mets uh, head in tomorrow. And, and, and I would put your bottle of water in the freezer right now and then take it out to the game so you got a thing of ice because it is going to be crazy hot out there. So just be prepared get for Get ready. Get ready. I, I was calling out Eric. Thank you for everything you have done today. Thank for you, us sir. helping us out there. Uh, are you with us next week? We're not sure, right? Especially considering the long night this guy had. But listen, you guys, before we leave here, do your plug. Because before we come back here, Friday night high school football will have started. Sam? Absolutely. Hope everybody will join us this coming Friday night. We get things started. The high school scoreboard show, 7 until midnight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It'll be a lot of fun. Coming out to see the band directors, the crowds, and the concession stands. Yes. Very important, very important part of Friday night. You guys, thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday and Sunday mornings. We'll be back next week. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. But don't go anywhere. John Fricking is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 